This is ELT Today, brought to you by Frameworks Education Group. So what does variation, mood, fast finishes and finger puppets all have to do with each other? In a young learner classroom, everything. Welcome to the second part of our series on managing the young learner classroom with our guest blogger and teacher, Moira Allen. After many years in the corporate world, Moira Allen changed country and career, going to teach English as a second or other language in Seville, Spain. She found herself working increasingly in the area of young and very young learners. 14 years on, Moira reflects on what she's learned about managing a young learner classroom effectively. Something I started doing recently was only the, they made these little, you know, finger puppets. And, um, I just put like four chairs in, in like facing each other, you know, like uh, two chairs facing two chairs. And, and then I said, okay, well, that's your area for speaking English. So once you've made the finger puppets, you should go over there with whoever else is finished. And you have your little, you know, conversation with the finger puppets in English. And it worked really well because there's nobody looking at them. I'm not listening to them really, you know, I am in a distant, you know, but I'm not sort of like observing them. So they don't, they feel a bit freer. And it was surprising how they, they saw those like four chairs as that's where you go to like have this little chat with their finger puppets playing, you know, so, and the finger puppets was like, one was a doctor and one was themselves and what they say in the morning when they go to the doctor or, you know, what they say, it's a good morning. Hello. How, you know, what's the matter? Mm. And even really shy kids, I could hear they, they were coming out with, you know, phrases in English, which is great. So you have to sort of be a little bit inventive, a bit of creative, uh, change those routines throughout the year because, you know, you don't, they, they do, like after a while, of course, like us all, you know, they get bored with the same games or the, the same activities. So you have to sort of vary them. And, and it doesn't have to be that varied. You'd be surprised, you know, because... You could still suddenly start using uh, felt-tip pens, and that would be like just the best thing that they've, <laughs> that they've ever done. You know? <laughs> and you know, it's as simple as that. So that, that's but, such yeah. an interesting point you make. So, so variation, like you say, variation doesn't actually have to be a big variation. Yeah, it can just be a small detail in the color of something or the. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then also here you mention. Um, paying attention to the mood of the class mm -hmm. and being able to think on your feet. Yeah, the, um, the mood of the class, like there could be, I mean, weather affects children uh, <laughs> in a way I would have never thought. <laughs> but uh, like when there's a change in weather, suddenly it starts raining or it's, you know, it goes from hot to cold or vice versa. And then they can be like really kind of, what's the word, like maybe anxious or a bit more hyperactive than normal. They could be a little bit, so you have to kind of maybe find some calming kind of activities. Or they could just be, you know, they could be just tired. They could be, it could be a Friday afternoon and, you know, or a hot Friday afternoon and they want something a bit more, more relaxing. You know, you have to kind of feel, feel your way as well. I mean, I mean, but your own mood as well affects the class. And that's mm. another thing that like, uh, the mood of the teacher affects the, affects the class. How do you, what sort of ways do you, monitor yourself if, if everything's going pear-shaped one day or the kids are just having a bad day or you're having a bad day do you have any ways that you can deal with that yeah i would um i suppose 
sort of stop, you know, or just kind of like, let's do, you know, just do a little. There's a lot of things, you know, online that can help, you know, songs with actions and things like that. I, I would maybe pull from my like resource of something that I know they really like, no matter how bad things are going. If I put this on or I, I take out this toy, they're going to be like, okay, great. Yeah, fine. We'll do that. You know? And it might be just sort of suddenly changing the dynamic of the class, you know? Hmm. So in a, in a way, you sort of need to have a bit of, you know, a bag of tricks yeah, uh, exactly. on the side that you can pull out at a moment's notice Yeah, to try and yeah. change or turn things around either for yourself or for the kids, don't you? That's right, yeah. Stamp your feet, stamp, stamp your feet. How, what kind of manner do you think you have personally as a teacher with your students? Are you one of the, you know, that you've mentioned here, the don't smile until Christmas. <laughs> um, the issue of, you know, how do you establish yourself as a teacher with them? What's your personal style? Uh, another good question. <laughs> uh, I think um, I'm not very strict and I'm not very soft. Um, I think I'm somewhere in the middle. I try to listen to them. I think it's important. Mm. I try to uh, be aware if they look a bit, you know, sad or not interested or distracted. Uh, and and also aware of the children. This is important as well. Is not, not to be aware of the children who don't participate so much, you know. Because yeah. it's always in a class, you're always going to get the same four or five rows with the hand up and the hand up, and or they they want to say something, and they're always, you know, you you have to be, um, or the kid who's naughty, you know, or the kid who's not like, you know, um, you know, doesn't behave <laughs> like how you might want them to be. There's always you you have to be aware that you're not ignoring or forgetting about the the really quiet one, you know, or the or the shy kid. Or, and you have to find different activities that work for lots of different children. You know, some kids hate dancing and hate singing and just love, you know, some kids love coloring, some kids don't. You have to have a, a mix as well of um, yeah. activities that everybody gets something out of. Some kids, you have to let them be themselves as well a little bit and, get, you know, get to know your cat, get to know the personalities who will work well together, um, not letting the same children always do the same thing, you know, not letting, they, they tend to sort of at that age as well, make friends, you know, so there's be like the three girls might want to play always together. You know, you have to try to break up the groups as well. Yeah, because I mean, they're still developing their social skills as well. That's happening in your classroom as well. That, um, yeah. you know, if you've been through, you know, dealing, you know, your only training has been with adult learners. That's mm -hmm. just a whole extra layer of yeah. um, of the classroom that you haven't really dealt with before. It is an awful lot of it is about teaching them social behavior or helping them to to realize like that they can't just go over and grab a toy or for another child or, you know, consequences, you know, that they know that they, 
they don't like when it's done to themselves, so they should know that they don't do it. You know, teaching them empathy, I suppose, really. It's like, it's, it's a skill that we don't seem to be born with, necessarily. <laughs> I don't know whether I, or we acquire or get better at, or some people are better at it than others, but... No, I, th- yeah, I agree with you there, personally. I think empathy is something we have to, to teach. Yeah, know? because sometimes you see the classroom is kind of like a case of survival of the fittest, you know, whoever is kind of able to, like, grab that toy first is the one. But you have to get teach them to share and to, you know, to care about their the other people in the class as well as to care about the toys, to take, you know, Lots of so social skills are you know it's a huge factor I think for young children and to teach them to be creative and to think for themselves as well is another thing they don't they often just like is it you know well you know in Spanish they say qué hago ahora what do I do now you know and and you're like well, what do you th- what do you want to do what do you think you could do what, what ideas have you got you know try to get them to sort of be a bit more independent you know. Yeah, that's important. But you need you need a lot of collaboration from parents. I mean, you can tell often, you know, that some children, the parents don't, um, they don't allow their children to be independent. And I'm just talking about simple things, you know, like putting on their own jackets and you know, you know, they this children maybe children who get too much done for them at home, and they so they don't they they're not used to tidying up after themselves or putting their pencils back in their pencil case or whatever, you know, because they, they maybe they don't, it doesn't happen at home. So there's those kind of skills. Okay, so the, the objective is teaching them English, but uh, it's still, you're doing it all through English, so. You've been listening to a Frameworks Education Group podcast for ELT Today.